And upon the first moon of the summer of the third era, it was said, Welcome to the Two Nerds and a Guy from Long Island podcast. It came to pass that this podcast was held bi-weekly, and threw three friends together to see if the nerdier of their fellowship could, with any success, explain the tradition of nerdier realms to their ally, Dave, who hails from the kingdom of Long Island. Lo, can Lord Pickles and the Ent Dirk explain to Dave the music of Iluvatar, the inexhaustible fury of Morgoth against his Einar brethren, the difference between the houses of Fingulvin, Finwe, and Finarfin, and shall the voices of Pickles and Dirk be heard by Dave, or will they be cast asunder by Dave giving zero shits? Join us in marvel in our odyssey today on Two Nerds and a Guy from Long Island. Nerd alert! Hey, listen! Here we go! <laughs> Pickles, making shit happen, getting down, getting up, getting left, getting right. I am joined today with three lovely boys, uh, and I will describe them as I see them in my Skype box. To the left, he is got a little bit of a beard. He's laying down on a couch, but hey, ladies, he's lost a little weight because he stopped eating lunch. And he looks good. <laughs> it's Dave. That's an idiot. That's me. What's up, boys? Yo, yo. And uh, to his right is... Um, he deserves a proper introduction, and so I'm going to really give one for the ages. <clears throat> he is the son of Hador, where Galdor and Gundar, and the sons of Galdor, where Hurin and Huar, and the son of Hurin was Turin, the bane of Glaurung. It's Dirk. What's up, you Numenorians? <laughs> and I get la- I get laying on the couch. And he gets he gets son of son of Heron or something. Read a read a book, Dave, and then maybe you can have a title beyond the couch. I'll take the couch. <laughs> And our special guest expert today for the topic at hand, which we'll get to in a quick minute, is our good friend, the beloved, the honorable, the strong, Steve. Hey, everybody. How are we doing? Money moves. Happy Stevie. to be here. I'm excited. Stevie! Stevie! Happy to have you. Steve, you've got, you are so backlit. I can't, I, it's so great that you're just a shadow. I love it. Don't change your, no, 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 no. Stay in the shadows. It's better. Yeah, stay yeah, in the shadow. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. see your threaded eyebrows. I feel anymore. like I, I feel like I'm like Melkor with some crazy dome. Look at me. All right. Before we start <laughs> dropping all these names, we might as well get to the topic. But first, how you guys doing? What's what's up? How's life? Life is good. 
Not much. Life, life is great for me. I'm I'm recording at a normal time of day. Yeah. I'm on three hours of sleep, people. Good. Cool. Should be on two. Thanks, Dave. No, you're concerned about my health and well-being. No. No, I'm not. Not It's not at all. <laughs> it's awful. Did you guys see that this, this guy was named in the London terrorist attack? His last name is Butt. <laughs> like B-U-T-T? Yeah. No way. Probably. Karam Butt. I'd probably be a terrorist if my name was Butt. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to know what else happened today? What happened? Um, I went to work and I spent six hours of it on Twitter. So oh my nice. god! I got that going yeah. for me. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's a dangerous person. Don't listen to this podcast. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, it's a dangerous. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Very... I forgot that I worked in the public <laughs> domain. Nobody uh, does. That is a dangerous precedent. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. We might as well just get started Ricky's, here because Ricky's such an idiot. He's gonna get fired. Really, guys. I'm really bad at this. Like, what did we call it? Cold open stuff. Uh, just <laughs> yeah. No, you called it that. We didn't care what it was. All called. right. <laughs> There's no need to point fingers here, Dave. We just, we just call All it. We know is we that just the, call it the talking. The, the cold open is not going the way I want it to, and we're just going to have to move on, okay? Okay, fine. All right. All right we should Good. start. Yeah, we need to do warmer opens. Good to have you, Steve. I'm really happy to be here, guys. Honestly, I can't wait to talk about some totally nerdy shit. Ricky, Ricky, lay it on him. Do your wait, job. Bef- before we do that, I just want to make sure Steve's ready uh, for the podcast, because, you know, us three, we're, we're like, we're pros. We do this a lot. Um, Steve, could you do a couple voice exercises for me really quick? I need you to just say what I say. Is that okay? Perfect. How now, brown cow? Go. That's not... That, I, li- I didn't say any of those words. Unique New York. Unique uh, New York. I, human right. torch give, was give me one more. Loan. Prove yourself. Human torch was denied a bank loan. That's just from Anchorman. That I know. You just, it's so good, though. It's so funny, though. Okay. I love scotch. Scotchy scotch scotch. Down All right. Well, La- oh. Lanolin? What is that, sheep wolf? <laughs> Welcome to the Anchorman podcast. Here we're going to be talking about Anchorman <laughs> 1. I hope you guys every, are into every it. Every episode is dedicated to the same movie. <laughs> the Anchorman fan club. Here we go. I liked when he said mommy daddy button when he got hit in the penis. Mommy Maybe daddy. next time don't wear a bra. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, I'm just gonna funny. hard we, segue into can whatever we just it is we're move on. About yeah, today. okay, I think it's yeah. better. Dude, what are you drinking, Steve? Iced coffee, unbelievably strong iced coffee. So small. It's from my thermos, man. It looks like it looks like a thimble in your hand. I know. I'm so cute. All- <laughs> Imagine how this would look in Dirk's hand. It would be oh my god, unbelievable. He truly is the how master of events. How many are you drinking? Mm. It's like a 12 cup already. I told you guys I'm on three hours of sleep. Just let me do He's my thing. Can I please? Can I please just do the podcast? I'd like to talk about my material. Steve's on a strict diet of iced coffee and fucking Hong Chi Chu cigarettes. No, I'm actually I, I, I upgraded to Lichuan. Oh, Lichuan! Oh wow! Oh god, it's so gross. Guys, whatever, can Dave. Please, can we please just get to the topic? Oh, you Ricky, to you're s- still here. Do you want me to send you some Marlboro Reds? No, I'm good, man. Don't worry about it. I'll be you're in good? Russia soon enough. Dave, uh, today okay. the topic is... 
Let's talk about it. A fantasy epic to defeat all epics because it's the greatest of all time. J.R.R. Tolkien's The Silmarillion. Oh! <laughs> the fuck? Bum, bum, <laughs> bum, 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 da 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 What the hell is that? Come on, man. It's a that's theme the song. theme song. Lang. No, that's the theme song to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it is. Cool. It's the same universe. Well, we man. don't have the Silmarillion, so what are you Oh, it's the same do? universe? The oh, bro. Oh, you're about to learn so much about something you thought you already knew. Silmarinian. So, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yep, perfect. You got it. Here we go. So, uh, Dave, the Silmarillion was written by J.R. Tolkien, and it was later compiled by his son uh, and released uh, much... What's his middle later. name? Why does he always go J.R.? J.R.R. Uh, his. you want to know his full name? Sure. Uh, hang on. He uh, was a super Catholic. He worked at Oxford University as a professor. Wow. He was also in World War One and Two. Wow! I can't, I can't wait till. Oh my God! You know what? His, I hope his middle name is Rambo. <laughs> Probably like Radcliffe or something. It's pretty buck wild. His full name was John Ronald Rowell Tolkien. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jared Tolkien. Where's he from? England. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he he is the godfather of modern fantasy and high high fantasy. He Botswana. wrote <laughs> Zimbabwe, Dave. Zimbabwe. Oh my why do I try? He wrote The Hobbit, he wrote Lord of the Rings, he wrote The Silmarillion, and he wrote a million other things. He made up languages, he created mythologies, he wrote histories and created a universe. Which we're going to talk about today. I love them. Listen, you know I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah? All three of us have a, a very distinct memory of your opinion of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, very distinct. Jung Jo. Remember that? Yeah, that's right. Um, I went to the gym. Twice in one day. No, just once. I think the audience needs a little more context than this. We were doing uh, a full day Lord of the Rings marathon. All directors cut. Took about 10 hours. Dave walked in on one scene, smoked a cigarette while he watched it, and then, I apologize in advance for my language, yelled, gay nerds, and then walked out of the room. That was it. I made you guys lunch. Fuck that. Don't even lie. I made you guys lunch. I made you guys chicken cutlet. Oh, mac and cheese, yeah, mashed, mac and, and cheese, and mashed potatoes. And it's mashed true. Potatoes. That's true. I it was fed, really good. I fed you guys, and you guys just went. I think I think Ricky was wearing a hat, like, <laughs> like an elf hat. What, dude? We had you um, took all the cushions off the couch, mm. and there was a mattress on the floor. All four of you were laying. Yeah, on that the was. Mattress. Yeah, I remember Dirk came in. He just he just took. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" He's like, "I put my mattress on the ground." And just whipped it down, <laughs> and then he just laid down there for 12 hours. It was incredible. Oh, my God. But, Dave, we're here to blow your mind because that was mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings. Right. Today we're talking about the Silmarillion, which is the mythology and history behind Lord of the Rings. This is, this is, this is the ultimate, right? So, like, this is the te- – if you, if you, like, talk to anybody about Lord of the Rings, especially now after the movies and all this stuff, you get a lot of people that are like, oh, I love Lord of the Rings. But there's like 
maybe maybe two percent of those people have actually ten percent have probably heard about this book, and only two percent of those people have actually read the fucking thing. It's wow. it's super obscure, but it it's, it's a so, it's a tough read. It's Is so it it, it's it's yeah. It's not the easiest read. <laughs> That's it's for really, sure. It's a really tough read. Ooh, wow. That's like 10 times thicker than anything I've used to. Dave, <laughs> Dave, you know how you can't you, <laughs> Dave, Dave, you know how you can't you can't read? Yeah, I don't even read menus anymore. I just <laughs> 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 That that feeling for when you encounter words is like how I felt reading this book. Is there is there a glossary? Yeah. The big one. Is there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's glossary. There's, there's, there's maps. maps. There's, there's a pronunciation guide. Steve, what's your favorite word? My favorite word? Yeah. <sighs> Honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just even – I like the Iluvatar. Like I love the sound of it. I love the sound of that. that it's a good one. It's a really cool sounding name. Iluvatar is good. Iluvatar. Is that, is that, you know, is that I listened Silurian for vagina? No, not even close, <laughs> Steve. Of course, just – Bring it down to base level I'm gonna, emotions. I'm gonna correct. I'm gonna correct all of your guys's pronunciation. I made it a point to study it. You studied the uh, pronunciation guide. Uh, yeah, that, and I listened to Christopher Tolkien read. Oh, you did. The book. Oh. So anytime I hear you guys saying it wrong, I'm. It's. It's actually all I'm gonna do this episode. Okay. So what? What? How should you pronounce it? They said it right. Uh, alu aluvatar. Oh, for wow. Christ's sake! But he said aluvatarian. No, he didn't. Oh. I um I've given up on trying to pronounce stuff right because I uh-huh. was out with friends the other day, a bunch of Swedes, and oh, um, yeah. they they speak these languages basically, and I right. he said, oh uh, you're gonna record a podcast tomorrow. What what are you gonna do it on? I said, oh the Silmarillion. He said, what? Oh Silmarillion or something like that. Uh, oh my god! And I was oh like, god. oh boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah. It sounds like there a little go. French twist on it. You should have been able to do that, Ricky. Uh, la I, bonté. I just said it wrong, for sure. Le, la bonté. Oui. Bonjour. Mm. Baguette. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So, uh, getting into <laughs> the book. Um, there's like a thousand ways we can come at this, Dirk and Steve. But I'm thinking um, that we, we need s- to set up. We need to set up the the universe. We got to start with the creation okay. story. So this is a it is a creation story, by the way. So like, yeah. all right, Dave, meta meta. The reason uh, Gerald Tolkien wrote anything, any any of this uh, stuff to begin with, was because he wanted his goal was to create a mythology for uh, for Britain. He wanted a Brit a specifically British mythology. So in order to do that, he had to write. He just he just wrote a bunch of store like standalone stories. Just like you see in like other whatever mythologies, right? Greeks and the Romans and all the horseshit. This one he kind of borrowed from certain places, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty much original. And it starts out with um, with our main man Eru. Eru. And actually, we don't know if he's a man. He's just he's just the creator. And Eru is the creator. Eru's God. And he's singing. And he's singing to uh, these other beings that are listed, his audience, and they're they're also singing back. Or he's actually sorry, I have that wrong. He's actually conducting the song, so they're the ones who are singing, and he's the one who's giving them, telling them what to sing. 
Eru, eru. Yeah, know, you know what so, I, you know yeah. what I think it sounds like. Go ahead. Oh, you know that one? No, it's a good one. No. Oh my god, why is what? What is this song? It's so good. Uh, I think it's Return to Innocence. Yes, it is. Yes, it okay. is. Okay, is it Enya? Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> Yeah, it's in you. Steve, what do you think they're singing? I don't know. I have no idea. I just—it's probably something so melodic. You guys so are be- so full of shit. You know, you guys have like sang the song in your head. You're like, Ooh. I just told you what I think it sounds like. I know. Thank you, Ricky. You're welcome. You're the only one. To pleasure. me, it was. To me, it was more. It was. It wasn't like words. It was like orchestral because it's. It. It's, it's like the sound like of the spheres you know, or something. You mean orchestral? Yeah. yeah. Orchestral. Or, or, no, it's orchestral. It's correct. And I... <laughs> Jesus Christ. These guys or, are idiots. Or, orchestral. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you how I pronounce things. <laughs> Dave, you know how the music sounds in my head? It sounds like Guns N' Roses, you know, take me down to the paradise. It sounds like that. Take me home. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Take me home? Yeah. Country roads? So these oh. guys, it's... Well, you know, that's two different songs. Wow. Anyway, so they're 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 uh, these 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 the audience, uh, Eru's audience. Mm-hmm. They are they are these beings called the Valar. What do they look like? Are they the Valar? Are they no? The Valar it's yet? the Ainur. No, they're not. They're not the Valar they're, they're yet. The I, Ainur. Ainur. They're the Ainur. Ainur. So they're the Ainur, and they so as they sing the song, they get a glimpse of 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 the world. Okay. As it as it is as it is progressing in the future and being created and, and what's happening. So they get a glimpse and they, they gain knowledge um, about what the world's going to be. And there's, and they're all like, you know, they, they all worship Eru, but there is one Ainur that is an asshole. Just discordant. That's how it's described. <laughs> He's a sour so puss. He, he goes, he goes off on his own with his own He's, melody. He's the Eve. <clears throat> So, it's a man, but okay. It's uh, he's <laughs> uh, he's male. The Ainur have no. It's, they're uh, neither. They have gender. no gender. They're genderless. Well, I, he's he's he is preferred Wait, to. You're as both a he. completely wrong. You went female and he went male. You're both because he wrong. is male. His name is Melkor. It's a it's a absolutely a male name. Do you know any other fe- do you know any other woman that sounds like that? I don't know any males named Melkor. What the fuck are you I'm talking sure about? I'm sure there's yes, someone in Finland. Yes, you I'm do. Sure Malkor, Malkor from uh, Harry Potter. I'm sure there is whatever man. There is there's no Malkor. There's a, there's a Melkor in Finland for sure. One at least. Dude, where's <laughs> that? Where do I know Malkor from? Malkor, you mean Falkor? Oh, I was thinking of Malachi. Can I, can I assist? Can I assist? Well, please, Steve, go ahead. By all means, continue. All right, so basically, uh, the Uro or the Iluvatar, yeah, Dirk can correct me, uh, basically creates what is now known as a world. It's called Arda. That's the name of, like, that's basically what it is. He gives them a glimpse at it and tells them they can go into this if they want. And this is, it's made up of this Anuar is made up of smaller, of lesser beings and more intense beings. When they enter into the universe, it's Ea or whatever, they enter, Ea is the interviews. When they enter the universe into the world, Arda, it's split. They become two different groups. There's the Mayar, where they're lesser version, and then there's the the, the Valor, basically. The Vanyar. Okay. No, the Valar, you're right. The, the Valar. 
There are fifth. Shut up. There are, Dave. There's the one, the Iluvatar. There's the Iluvatar, the one or Eru. And then there are 15 other beings that are basically like lesser gods, if you want to look at like uh, in like Greek mythology, for example. And then there's a whole other subgroup called the Mayar, and they're lower level. I want to be, I want to be Poseidon. Well, you I can't don't. be Poseidon. If you want to be Poseidon, you're going to be this guy called Ulmo. Ulmo. You want to be me. Ulmo? Yeah. Yes, I want to be Ulmo. It's, pretty, it's basically... Ulmo! Elmo. It is pretty... Yeah, Elmo, sure. <laughs> Anyways, so of all of them, the only one big, big like sourpuss of them, and it's Melkor. The other ones are a combination of male and female beings, like they they, they have these these characteristics of being male or female. I guess they take the okay. raiments of male or female as they wish, but they don't have to. Can I go through them? If anybody would mind, do you mind if I go through who they are? Go for it. Go go go. Manwe. Manwe is the brother of the Iluvatar, Uru, the one. Okay, and he is the king of Arda. He created the eagles. Do you remember the eagles, Dave, from Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Yeah, he created the white them. eagles. Mm-hmm. He has a wife. This is why I said she there is female. His wife's name is Varda, and she brings light. She brings light to basically the earth, like their Arda, their earth. Okay. Ulmo is a king of the sea. Problem. Dirk. Anyone have an issue? All right, next one. My boy, my man I'm going to be talking about is Ole. He's the he's a fucking master, man. He's the smith, or like he's also called the maker. He basically is the reason why there's gold and jewels and stuff. He makes mountains. The guy is totally badass. We'll get into him later. He has so a, he makes minerals and mountains. Well, like basically, he's the okay. We'll get into it, Dave. But he's amazing. All right, he's he's really cool. He, he makes he he's the one who makes the dwarves too, right? Right, that's my storyline. So I want to get. That's because that, yeah. dwarves. Oh, that's what. My bad. My bad. My bad. That's because. That's because dwarves herd gold. Yes, they do. Eventually. And then his wife Eva, Yavana, she is the giver of fruits of animals and trees, and she's the one that creates the ants. Remember the okay. tree walkers, the sh- the tree herders. Oh, I love those people. That's Dirk. Dirk's one of those. <clears throat> oh oh yes, he is. Then there's Orme. This is the great horse rider and lord of the forest. He has a wife. Uh-huh. Her name is Vave, I think. No. Volva. <laughs> it's Vana. Vana. And then the last one that I wrote down that's worth a damn is Namo. He's the judge of the dead. Who's he the judge of? He's the judge of the dead. No, no, no. Ma- Namo. Namo is the judge of the dead. Judge of the dead? How do you judge I the dead? I think it's Ma. It's when they Manos. die, he judges them. Oh, heaven or hell? Isn't it Manos? Yes, he becomes Mendos later. All right, so I'm Umo. Umo. Right? Your your Umo, your, yeah. How many of these do you remember, Dave? You just rattle off like thirteen names to you. I got Umo, I got Eru, yeah, nice. I got um, uh, Pavlov. What's what's he the god of? <laughs> Vodka. Is he's, he's, he's the god of uh? So do- he's a god of his dog reactions. That dog reaction. God right. of stimuli <laughs> response. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, close enough. You got All right. you got two and a half. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but no, Steve covered he he got he got all the most important uh, Oh Varda. Varna. Varna. Varda, yeah, Menway's wife. Varda. Yeah, good. Nice. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Those, so those are the gods. Tech, pretty much. Cool. So and I, Melkor. I, I can relate. I can relate to a few of these, like the eagles and the ants. We didn't. See, <laughs> we didn't see any of the the Umas though, in in Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. So yeah, okay, that's an important point to bring up really, really quickly. So yeah, uh, 
these are the gods that were at the beginning of the making of the world. By the time we get to the history that is the Lord of the Rings, uh, these gods have like basically fucked off from uh, dealing with Middle Earth. So we d- okay. we don't meet. They live on a different con. They live on a different continent, and they don't. And nobody can go there except unless they are uh, eternal beings. Okay. Yeah, and there's Sounds only, cool. and there's only like but there's only one group of people that are eternal beings, and those are the elves. So, like the Iluvatar yeah. basically tells all of the Valar, all these gods, essentially, these lesser gods, <clears throat> that he is going to. He has this master plan for the children of Arda, essentially, which are going to be the elves and men that we know today. As Middle Earth. Yeah, well, Middle Earth is part of Arda. It's one of the continents. There's actually three. Okay. There's Aman, which is where Uh all they live, the gods live. Then there's Middle Earth, which is the middle. And then there's the Land of the Sun. This guy's a fucking genius. (laughs) Tolkien? Yeah. He has created a world, my friend. Well, anyways, Melkor told you he was such a sourpuss, the guy that's always trying to cause trouble. He basically gets sent to Middle Earth for a long time. Uh, he's banished from the Valar because he, because as the gods are creating this earth, creating this 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 world, Melkor keeps he keeps on he keeps on like calling them a vagina or something. Exactly, that's, that, that's exactly yeah, that's exactly, exactly how I picture doing. it. It's it's definitely exactly <laughs> like that. You are actually you're completely Melkor for so many reasons, Dave. Oh my God, nothing in my life has been clearer than this moment right now. I've just had like a full moment of clarity. Like, yeah. Melkor, as a god, all he's, his, like, whole thing is to get stronger. His whole thing is to, like, talk people into doing stuff that he wants to do. And and corrupt the, the accomplishments of others. Yeah, exactly. like, he, he, his, his greatest uh, happiness is when he sees uh, friends turn on each other. <laughs> I just I just tried to do that two seconds ago. Exactly. Schadenfreude incarnate. You are him, Dave. Yeah. Wow. So I'm glad we figured that out. That was quick. I mean, I knew this. I knew this in my in my bones already. But I'm glad we finally put a point on it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, All right. Man. Where so where are we at? We we now explained the big. So basically, you got the gods. The gods are also just like they're just like forces in the world. So they're mm. constantly like um, any they're they can they're able to manipulate like Ulmo can he can manipulate water anywhere in the world. He doesn't really have to be there. Oh, cool. Um, that's an important sort of point. So they're kind of they can remain connected to Middle Earth even if they're not even if they're not there. Okay. However, interestingly, so, yeah. they're not omnipotent in terms of like sight. So uh, they can create change across the world and make the world what it is, but they can't like see everywhere and be every. They're not omniscient. Right. Um, okay. Only then, only Eru knows the whole plan, mm-hmm. and then the per, the next the next most knowledgeable being would be, I guess, actually Manway. Manway, but Melkor is at the same level as. Do Manway. they like? Do they all hang together or what? They did. Yeah, they did, yeah. man. Everyone but Melkor does. Yeah. Why? Now, like, why do they want to create this world? They just want to be like, "Hey, cool, look what we can do." Or it's what think of it no, like it's this because it's what Arrow wants. Yeah, it's sorry. Like, go ahead, Ricky. It's like, yeah, thanks, thanks, Dirk. That was really kind of you. Um, it's like, think of it like this: it's a creation <laughs> story, right? So, right to begin with, there's nothing. There's nothing at all. 
and then suddenly um, you are. And then what happens when you are is you hear this beautiful sound and then you start to find out that you can also add to the sound. And then as you add to the sound, you see the sound changing because you're adding to the sound. Um, and then you suddenly see a world create because of the sound that you're making with the sound of others and the sound that had begun originally. But you don't know what parts of it are necessarily yours and what parts are necessarily somebody else's. And Ooh. then you see this world like become... A big orgy. Yeah, it's like a big sound orgy. And then the thing is my penis or is that his penis? Nobody knows and nobody cares, man. It's just the way it goes. (laughs) I'm just going to play all these penises. And then it becomes earth. All those penises converge into one power dick and it's an earth, Dave. It's beautiful. You don't know where it begins or ends. You don't know where it begins or ends at all. That's kind of what it's like. I forgot. What was the question? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, listen, okay, cool. we forgot to mention Tolkas, the guy who who banishes uh, banishes um, Melkor in the first. Well, age. we haven't really. I mean, uh, yeah, that's true. They don't all come in the same. But yeah, yeah. There's so Melkor gets banished. We have to tell him why Melkor gets banished, and then we can probably move on into um, some of the actual like harder hardcore stories. Because the way that the book is kind of set up is it's very all the the stuff at the beginning, the world creation stuff, is all very vague. And not there's not really a timeline or anything. Things just kind of happen, and then Melkor gets banished to Middle Earth, and then he, you start all the stories become much more discreet, and there are there are timelines and geographies more important and stuff like that. So it's just more it's a little a little easier to understand Slightly later. On. We're not even close to cracking this. Yeah, Dave. Here's here's the fucking problem, no. right? We're explaining uh, to you creation and the gods and who they are. This book goes and explains the full history of time for elves and men. Elves are cool. I elves agree. Elves are cool. I agree. Elves are cool. When do the orcs come in? Later. Later. They're Melkor's oh. pals. I love him. So there's no when they when the <laughs> What about Solomon? Is Solomon Melkor's pal? Solomon. Solomon. Salazar. So, no. Are you talking about <laughs> Saruman? You're talking about Saruman. Oh, yeah. Saruman. Yeah, 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 Saruman is so far away from where we are right now. Like those, those guys are not. They're not. They're not in the picture at all. They're much. Oh, they're like third order. Actually, that's a that there, there's kind of a thing you can say there though. So when this world was being created, there was a lot of entities that were just popping out of nowhere um, from this song. Right, the song is creating everything in the world. And uh, as that song's going on, these gods are seeing these entities pop up. And some of them are like, remember the, the big crazy Balrog from Lord of the Rings? Yeah, the, yeah. The giant fire creature that... Uh, yeah, dread Gandalf down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those things are being created pass, and other creatures are being created. Some, but they have, they're neutral kind of in their creation. They're just tied Dude, to elements. when he got dragged down to that place, was that like another world? No. no. So uh, as these creatures are being created just by elements alone, the gods are kind of starting to look at them. And Melkor, being the clever one, he starts to like fucking recruit them. And he's like, you're badass. You're on my team. You're badass. You're yeah. on my team. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I just oh, yeah. wait. Can I just say I thought for sure that Melkor was the one that actually twisted them. I thought he was the one that brought the to the discord. Like for yeah, example, they, they the, go from neutral, but like it's their own. Each being is and they have a some like kind of a free you know some free will, right? So they they he gives them he gives them temptation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The Belrogs like are the Mayar. Like I told you, the lesser form. It's the same with Sauron. Yep. Imagine, imagine him twisting angels, Dave. It's something like this, like turning an evil, like an angel, like uh, dark, basically, you know. And then all of a sudden, they grow these wings and they have magical whips and fire and you know whatever. Yeah, dude, that's cool. Was is is this going to be like a trilogy movie or going to be like oh Jesus, like yeah. twenty movies? I don't know if they can They'll even do They'll never do a shit. movie out of this. No? It's too much. It's too much? It's it's too much, man. Yeah. Like, every story out of the book that you can, like, kind of design a framework around is a series of films, almost. Steve, did you understand it when you read it? Yeah, no, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's frustrating because you have to go back and make sure you're, you're understanding who they're talking about, what character. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, there's a lot of times I have to go back and, like, look at it. But in the end, like, it does, like, it does make sense, but it just reads really hard. It's not a soft read, Dave. There's nothing fun about it. It's just, you know, when you're reading oh, yeah. it, when you're reading it, it's like yeah. reading a Bible and a textbook at the same time. It's like, Jesus, it doesn't <laughs> yeah, stop. It is a little bit like that. <laughs> it's, it's exactly right, actually. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into the, we'll get into language soon. Dirk, before we uh, throw it to a, a break, can you tell us why Melkor was cast out of uh, Valinor? Well, okay, so uh, he was cast. So Melkor was. Um, well, are you talking about the trees, or are you talking about a different thing? Well, so there was uh, two times when he got tossed out. Once yeah, was, was the first time? before uh, before the elves, and the second time was after the elves. Um, and the first time, oh God, I can only remember the trees now. <laughs> I can tell you, Steve. Hit it, hit it, so Steve. So basically what happened is he was causing all these issues while every god was, you know, basically setting up Arda, setting up the earth, you know, like how you, they were creating it. And Melkor was going around through everyone and just kind of tainting all of their shit, like everything. And he wouldn't stop. And basically it wasn't until they brought Tolkas in, who was, who was basically, I, I would have... That's right, that's right, that's right, that's like right. He's like the that's warrior right. god, I would assume. Like he's kind of like the closest one to it. And he fights Melkor out and kicks his ass... Out of Val of and then they, uh, and they 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 throw him in in God jail for three ages, right? So a shit ton of yeah. time, yeah. Until he until they Manwe releases him, and and they release him, and they it's like they're like, yeah, they release he, him. He hangs out. He, he, yeah, he, he serves his there. time. But I'm pretty sure he gets banished he to Middle Earth time. for like, and then he starts building the army, and then it was, it's not until later. No, he he runs uh, away. He, he gets, escapes them. He he's he's uh, let out of prison, but then he's just chilling. Yeah, out. the kitchen. Okay, and then and and he but runs he's away in 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 the open, over. and he's 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 like he's deceiving everyone by by acting like a like a like he's he's been reformed, but then like a good good boy. Yeah, Dave, how how's this going for you? Love it. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, let this sink into Dave's brain. How long is three and, ages? Uh, Oh, I don't know. Thousands About 6,000 years. We'll be back in a minute on Two Nerds and a Game from Life.
<laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. We are two nerds and a guy from Long Island, and uh, we are in the middle of Dave's nightmare. We are going over the Silmarillion with myself, Dirk, Dave, and our guest expert, Steve. So, uh, what are we doing for this section, boys? Are we gonna start regaling Dave with some stories that I say? I say we we, we let's. I say we, we put Steve uh, on the on the mic. We let him tell us uh, one Dave one story from the Silmarillion. Okay. All right, Dave, you ready for this? I'm, are you ready? I was born ready. Good man. I love to hear it. Here we go. All right. So we basically we told you already that that the one the Iluvatar the Uro you know the Uro the guy. He has his plan about bringing these children to Arda, and they are the elves and and men basically. Every all the all the Valar are basically yeah, this sounds dope, whatever you know, it's cool. However, one of the Valar get bored, and he starts like, when is this going to happen? When is this going to get happen? And he, his name is Ole, and he decides to actually make his own people uh, in that will be introduced into Arda. So you know, he didn't ask any permission to do this. And because he's a smith, like he he wields this epic hammer, man. And he like it's kind of like Thor, but like imagine imagine a massive, massive dwarf with a huge beard and a totally kick ass, like, you know, just awesome hammer. <laughs> it's just like this guy's totally amazing. Like the longest beard you've ever seen. I got the picture. <laughs> okay. And imagine just like, but like a tall dwarf, you know what I mean? Like imagine what Dirk would look like living in the forest what? for like 50 years, wielding a, wielding a hammer. That's exactly what it looks like now. I love exactly. hammers. Yeah, man, me Dirk's too. too tall to be a dwarf. That's what I'm saying, but I mean, he's not, he's not a dwarf, he's a tall dwarf. It's like he made them in his image, you know? Anyways, so he made he's these like, people. He ma- He's like the weird dwarf, because he's tall. Yeah, I'm the one that I'm the one. Yeah, I get picked on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The door. He's the dwarf with braces that everyone at school is like, oh, uh, what? I don't do like him. So he's cool? tall. They whisper about so, him on his back. Look how tall so, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Look first, how big he is. The first, uh, the first dwarves come into existence, right? You understand? And the Iluvatar is unaware of this at the moment. Well, he, he's he becomes aware as soon as they're made, and then he comes and he confronts Ali about it. Basically, wait, who's the Iluvatar? The Iluvatar is the one. Is the, the one. The head, I thought that was the creator. They're the, the same, same guy. Uh, same guy. Oh. Same yeah, guy. here's the shitty thing about this book is there's like four languages that are interused. So, yeah. No, I don't think it's shitty. I think it makes it names. so authentic. Yeah, it's sorry. Like, Let me rephrase that. It's wonderful for nerds, but awful for Dave. Yes. <laughs> so I'll just keep... All right, I'll keep it Dave. Do you want me to call him the Iluvatar? Do you want me to call I know Arrow? who he is now. He's Iluvatar and Arrow. Okay. So... Basically, he creates this, the first seven dwarf fathers, essentially. Like, the first seven he creates. Oh, is this the way the seven dwarves come from? <laughs> yeah, 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 this it's is It's like this. the lineage. No. It's like the lineage, you know? Like, the original yeah, seven. And thus came Alue, who made Sneezy, Sleepy, and Doc. Doc, and, yeah, exactly. Their leader. Oh, okay, cool. Snow White. So what happens is Aule, when he creates him, like he understands, like he he knows that he's done. He he probably shouldn't have done this. Anyways, Lubitar shows up and he's just like, "Whoa, bro, what the fuck are you doing? This is, I have a master plan. Why can't you wait?" And he was like, "So Aule is about ready to destroy them." He's like, "All right, well, my bad." So he's about to take his hammer and destroy them, like but, like dwarf genocide. Seriously, yeah, like, legit, gonna like just gonna kill all of them. But he's bummed out. I'm about okay it. with that. 
<laughs> I'm not, man. The dwarves are amazing. What are you talking about, Dave? You're talking to Melkor. But they're all—they're not alive yet either. They're just—they're just dormant. No, they're just no, like, not yet. They are yes. in existence. The problem is what what the Ilubatar makes him do. So he feels bad. He doesn't want—he doesn't want Aluia to kill them. So he says, "All right, here's the deal. You cannot introduce them into our world. You must make them sleep, and they have to—you know—they have to wait for my children to come. When my children come, then you may introduce them into our world." So, like, basically, dwarves were never part of his master plan. You understand? Like it was, just but uh, it was because dwarves weren't supposed to be the first children right. of Iluvatar to be introduced. Right. The first and children they, were supposed to be the, the elves. And the best part is, they are the first ones. Are they born with beards? Yes. Are they yeah. really? Yes. Even the women. Wow. Yeah. Us. Us. Anyway. Look, I just. <laughs> So Aule, Aule was born with one. is known to the dwarves as Mahal. That's his name, like the god, essentially to them. They call him Mahal, all right? Anyways, of the seven dwarf lords, everywhere, do you remember, like, in Lord of the Rings, they're always talking about the family of Durin, or, like, you know, through the Durin family line? So there are seven, seven, like, basically the seven dwarf fathers. One of them is Durin, and this one becomes the most powerful of all of them, or, like, the one that's right. most prevalent. Anyways, so... Here's my problem. Here's my problem with dwarves, Steve. Okay. Like, especially when I was watching The Hobbit or whatever it was. Right. How the fuck is a one foot guy gonna one foot kill an orc? Give me a fucking break. Actually, Dave, I'm so happy you just asked that question. Let me explain. (laughs) So, Mahal or Ale, the guy we're talking about, he made them strong enough to face the struggles of Melkor. He knew. That Melkor and all of his taintedness and fucking discord was going to cause all these problems. So he made them stone-hearted, stubborn, fast in friendship and in enmity. So like they are, they're very like they get angry very easily and they love people very easily and they love having a good time. But they're hard, stubborn, awesome. They love the drink. Yes, exactly. So the thing is, you're talking about you know you said one foot. They're not one foot, but okay, they're short. Yes, but they can fuck people up, man. And they live longer than humans. You know, they're not immortal. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They're when not immortal. See, when you see what a fucking orc can do, fucking, he, he rides, he rides a fucking mammoth wild boar into battle and they can do amazing things. And you tell me this dwarf who could, trips over his own feet is going to kill an orc. That's bullshit. You are Melkor. Yeah, you are Melkor, dude. It's disgusting. Oh, by the way, that makes sense that you hate them because, like, traditionally throughout the book, Melkor is always trying to convince or trick the dwarves into getting onto his side. Yeah, but can't do it. They, they're just they they just won't have it. I align myself with the dwarves more than any other race in Middle Earth or in Arda. You know, like I think the dwarves are. I mean, the thing is, all right. So real quick, so Aule, the guy that created them, right? All right. So he made after he made them, he made them hard. You know, this type of stuff. Um, and basically he eventually after a while goes to his wife and he goes like, Hey, his wife is Vanya and basically tells her, he's like, tells her about it. And she's like, Oh, well, this is not cool. Like, I can't believe you did this. Um, and she's concerned that the men and the elves and dwarves will use all of her fruits, like the wood, uh, that the forest that she builds, all the things that she's been, you know, making the green all of over course, the earth. Cause they, they make shit. They make gold and all that stuff, so they could be burning all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. And so she punishes yeah. them, saying, okay, fine. Then your dwarves are only going to look for riches in the mountains, deep in the earth. They're right. going to only want – they're only going to treasure things that they make with their own hand. Basically what Alia already does. 
It's what he already does. Right. So the thing is, and he goes, okay, but they're still going to need the wood. So anyways, a side story, she goes to Manwe, the brother of Melkor, and the one who understood the Iluvatar's plan more than anyone, and basically tells him, you know, um, I'm concerned about these, these children that are coming to Arda. They're going to destroy everything I've created. So as a gift, he allows her basically to create the shepherds of the forest, the Ents, to protect all of her... The things of life and everything that she gave. Yeah, boy. Okay. All right, cool story. Yeah, man, it's pretty sweet. That's cool. But dwarves still suck. No, they don't, dude. Dude, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, no, Steve, they suck because... No, they don't, man. They don't <laughs> no, suck. They can't fight. I'm sorry. Bullshit. They can totally fight. They're like tanks, Dave. What the fuck are you talking about? Dude, nobody nobody throws a dwarf, whatever that fucking idiot was from. Nobody so... tosses a dwarf. Gim- Gimli. It was so Dave, did you gay. watch The Hobbit? Did you watch The Hobbit, Dave? Because I know you didn't read the book. Did you watch it? I did it? watch it. all about dwarves. And let me tell you, after I finished The Hobbit, the movies, of course. Hang on, Steve. <laughs> I, I, I've got it. Did you just say The Lord of the Rings is all about dwarves? No. <laughs> That's a little much. I'm pretty sure you just said that. That's a stretch. Oh, The Hobbit. Let me tell you something. After, after The, the Hobbit, Hobbit third movie was um, done, yeah, okay. I turned to my wife and she'll She'll clarify this for me. I said, thank God this is over. Because <laughs> I don't have to watch this shit again. And I never will. I think you should revisit it. Lord of the Rings I'd watch again. But, dude, the, the Hobbit one? Oh, my God. That was brutal. That was brutal. I, I yelled okay, at Okay, well, you're you. just talking about the movies. I and yelled. And we're, that's all I can talk about. Dude, the dwarves... <laughs> The dwarves are amazing, Dave. I'm sorry. I'm not going to justify it. I just told you totally badass creation story. They're amazing. Their origin story is totally badass. Anyways, they sleep for until all the children of the children of uh, of Arda come to uh, come come to being. Consciousness. They should have slept. They should have slept forever. Yeah. Well, you know what? They didn't. So. God damn it. So Melkor. You are so Melkor, dude. I'm so tired of this. Like, you're just tainting everything. Can I have one cathartic experience? Dude, that's... I'm glad that you're happy about them. I just... I just... I don't believe in the dwarf theory that they're strong and they're awesome. I don't get it. That's the exact kind of subtle uh, argument that a a Melkor would use. Mm. Great. On uh, On this note, I'm going to leave. Steve, I love you. I just don't love your dwarf theory. Melkor. It's not theory. It's 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 it's. Steve, Steve, don't don't be late for class, buddy. We have to. Revisit you gotta this. run. Thank thank you very much for joining us, Steve, we on love this you. adventure. Love you, we Steve. Love you. Love, love you guys. You. See you later, Dave. Go fuck yourself, Melkor, bitch. <laughs> go get a later. Bye, buddy. Toodaloo. Oh God. Enough with that fucking dwarf shit what are we going on to next dave i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you a little story buddy okay can you turn your video back on okay you want to see it mm-hmm. face me hello hello <laughs> hello little davy <laughs> little baby davy tell davy a bedtime story oh you want to hear a little story a little story for bedtime. Dave, this story is, is called Of the Ruin of Bella Riand and the Fall of Fingolfin. Bella. Mm. <laughs> Moron. That's his dog who we just saw. <laughs> That's his he dog. Care about Actually, I, I take that back. I, I love your dog. <laughs>
right. So uh, we we might not have explained in, in quite enough of the um, overall context f- for this. So ask me ask me if you need clarification on why anything is happening. Okay. But basically, in, for this at this point in the game, Melkor is now he's now been renamed Morgoth. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Name. He. Yeah, so after so he got renamed Morgoth, which was it Elvish a, for douchebag. He hates that name. It's a yeah, exactly. It's an insult. Uh, it's meant to be an insult to him, but okay. that's what everyone calls him now. So he's been banished for the second time, and now he's in he's in Middle Earth, and he's hanging out in his his stronghold in the north, which is called Ongband or Ongband Ongband, and it's 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 the gnarly sort of like proto Mordor type of place, right? Just. Yeah. Uh, it's just Fires, smoky and gloomy and fire, fire and lava ice, and all that shit. Just like, like everything you think of, yeah. right? The orcs, the orcs have been has he's already brought the orcs into into being. Yes, everyone is all the all the creatures have been have been woken up. So okay. all the tools of destruction are kind of at everyone's disposal. Uh, real quick, I won't get into it too much, but a, a port the elves had all been. Most the vast majority of elves had all been living on the on the other continent across from Middle Earth with the the Valar, mm-hmm. but a, a strong contingent of them broke away. They they became they basically got corrupted indirectly by Morgoth, and they broke away from uh, the Valar and they they went to back to Middle Earth mm-hmm. and and set up shop. And they are so they're kind of. They don't really love the Valar, but they fucking hate Morgoth with a fucking passion. They've surrounded, they've surrounded his his stronghold, and but everybody's like they live forever, right? So the siege lasts for like a thousand years, and everyone's kind of complacent, but except for Morgoth, he's building an army secretly in these like pits that he's dug out under the, in the earth, and it's just orcs and Balrogs. And, Four days and worms. What are Balrogs? Balrogs are the fire demons. The big fire oh, demon that Gandalf fought. Right. Yeah. So elves, I always found the elves to be too pretty. Well, they're pretty, but they're badass. They that's are the, badass. That's the weird thing. Yeah, yeah. They're, badass. yeah. They're, yeah. they're supposed to be like mm, angelic. Yeah, they're like their strength. The cool thing about elves is because they're technically immortal they uh their strength doesn't wane as they get older and they don't like look gray or anything they just like stay as badass as they ever were right the only way that they can like power up is if they get like a fire of spirit like if their kin dies or something like that okay it's kind of cool it is cool and there's dirk's gonna tell you about one of those experiences i think <clears throat> so so we've, we've set up we've kind of set you up here we've got uh, the, the elves are kind of they're getting a little complacent they're fighting they want Morgoth gone but um, they can't really get to him in his in the gates and um, they don't really know what he's up to what do you think Morgoth looks like I'll I'll, sh- I'll show you okay. I'll show you I've I know what I think he looks like it, it, it's a bit it's a bit hard to picture because you don't really get a great description of of like his face or anything uh-huh. it's, you just get sort of random description of his size kind of like what he's a little bit of what he's wearing. Okay, Dave, um, you want me to tell you what I think it looks like? Go, yeah. What does it look like? Have you seen uh, 
the newest Star Wars movie, not Rogue One, the other one. Force Awakens? Yeah. Yeah. You see that, Dave? Uh-huh, I told you. So Solo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. With the, with the popcorn. And trick. vitamin yeah. water. In vitamin water. Yeah, good memory, Dirk. Wow, look at us. It's like we do a podcast with each other over there all the time or something. So, uh, in that movie, Kylo Ren, when he takes his mask off, it's kind of like a brooding, ugly motherfucker, Yeah, he's right? ugly, that dude, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I think Melkor looks like. But, if he was, like, buffed up uh-huh. and had a better nose. Okay, yep. But still, like, cape and stuff. Okay. And, like, force powers. It's like Lou Ferrigno. <clears throat> That's yeah. completely different. <laughs> I like that that was but, the, uh, but the takeaway I, there. I, I like the reference either way. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Derek. So, all right. Finally, everyone's kind of complacent. They're kind of like, what the fuck? What are we going to do here? And then one night... There came a time of winter when the night was dark and without moon and fucking Morgoth opens the gates and just lets rip a shit ton of lava through a whole fucking country. Whoa. Lava just erupts. It just sweeps everywhere and just destroys everything. And it's totally by surprise. And then so and it destroys like half the half the elvish army. And they don't, they're scattered. They're like, whoa, what the fuck? What are we going to do? That battle lasts for like a couple years. And then they finally, they finally um, kind of get over that. And then he unleashes this whole slew, this giant army of orcs. And they, they just start Wait, rampaging. Can I tell, can I say the name of this? Can I say the name of this battle? This is my favorite name. Go ahead. Do you want to do it? No, 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 please. Oh my God. Just fucking say it. It's called Dagor Bragolach, the Battle of Sudden Flame. Whoa, it's, Sudden Flame, I like that. It's so tight. So they, so after the Battle of, of Sudden Flame, there's this. It's a there's a giant battle between basically all the elves on Middle Earth, um, and 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 men because men have joined with the elves at this point, um, at least most of them of of men, and. Um, there's and so they're 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 battling they're kind they're losing right they're they're on the brink they've been scattered um they basically barely managed to hang on in a few places around middle earth um and uh, so and a lot of heroes of the age have like died they've been they've been they've been killed but one one of the uh the elven lords loses his shit cuz he's lost like everybody and he's just He's just like, you know what? Fuck Morgoth. Fuck his mom. I'm going to get this motherfucker. <laughs> he gets on he gets on his horse and he's he's so mad that he's drawing power like the ancient power of the Valar into into him and his eyes are like glowing. Oh, it's right. And he takes off on his horse that's like the and the 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 beats of the hooves are like thunderclaps. Everybody's fucking orcs won't even touch him. They're just running. They, cluck, 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 cluck. He runs all the way up to the the, the very gates of Angband, and he mm-hmm. calls to Morgoth, and he and he says, "Morgoth, you craven piece of shit, cowering in your halls, unwilling to come and face me yourself, 
And Morgoth hears he hears this and he's like, I'm not going out there. I'm not going out there. And t- but then he's like, oh shit, all my all my orc boys and my Balrog boys are hearing this and they Yeah, yeah they're gonna think I'm a pussy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he's like fuck. But the the great thing the great the way they put it in the book is and then he like pounded the gate one last time, and then the next sentence is and Morgoth came. Oh, cool. Like, yeah. So he the gates open and it's and it's Morgoth and he's huge. He's like ten he's times. He's a fucking the size. god, man. He's ten times the size of Fingelfin. So okay. and he's got this he's got this giant shield, black. I mean it's all black. He's got this giant shield, he's got this huge iron crown, and he's got his hammer. And his hammer is called Grand. It's the hammer of the underworld. Mm. And it's it's bigger than Fingolfin. It's huge. And he just starts, right. he just so stomps out and he starts fucking swinging, smashing the ground around Fingolfin, who's like dodging everywhere, right? He can't, what is he going to do? Right. But he's quick, right? So he's, he's, David and he's, Goliath. Jump, he's jumping around and he manages to, he manages to wound Morgoth seven times, Whoa. seven cuts with his sword, with his sword. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, Morgoth, he trips, Morgoth hits the ground, creates a crater. He's, he's been rocking the ground. He's so been rocking much. the ground. So that's all uneven. Fingolfin right. trips and he falls and Morgoth slams him down with his shield and then puts his boot on his neck. They said, it's a, and yeah, yeah, a boot with the heft of a hill. And he, and he crushes him. Nice. Dead. Oh. He juices the motherfucker. And he says, game over, bitch. Oh, does he? That's awesome. It's, it's in the book, yeah. Yeah, quote, quote. Game, game over, bitch. Game blouses. <laughs> Is it? This is a picture I found. Can you what? see it? Oh, he is oh my bad ass, dude. It's so good. He is badass. Can you see oh, those Fingolfin? So oh, Fingolfin. Fingolfin just fucked his legs up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he gets one more cut into his leg as he uh, crushes the life yeah, well, out of him. Yeah, while he's on the ground, he cuts him. Well, he like cuts in him. the Achilles? Yeah, but so Morgoth, so Morgoth is like, he was, it was like touch and go. He got hurt more than he should have. Right. So yeah. he, after, after the, this fight, he goes away back into uh, his stronghold and right. he never leaves. He ever doesn't ever again. come out again. He's like, and he's I'm, like, he's like the old, he's like the, he's like your old cranky neighbor who just yells, stop making all that noise. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, there's some, and there's other in the, this story has so many cool, so much fucking cool shit. There's Grand, the hom- the hammer of the underworld. There's, uh, this is the introduction of 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 Glaurung, the golden father of dragons. Right. Whoa. Yeah. Who he releases for the battle? Is he a good guy? No, fuck that. No, he's the worst. He's a the dragon. Worst. He's a worm, dude. Of course, Melkor has got he's, that boy. He's, he's evil. All dragons are evil, dude. Melkor is the man. Yeah. This is my problem. My problem with like yeah. the, all the bad guys in books. Always have the coolest, most badass people, badass weapons, but they always lose. Yeah. Dave, you know what, man? I've been waiting for somebody to fucking say it. I have always, like, my whole life as a nerd have loved the bad guys because 
They're broken for some reason, right. and nobody cares about them, but they've got the coolest fucking shit. It's always, like, black with spikes, yeah. and that's what I'm, like, friends this with. This guy is 70 feet tall. He <laughs> makes orcs and can fucking put a whole country in lava. How can he lose? <laughs> How can you lose? He can put a whole country in lava. How do you lose? I'm going to put you in lava. That's, I'm going to use that in my next bar fight. <laughs> Welcome to Middle Earth. Were you looking at me? You, I will put you in lava. lava. <laughs> How do you how do you lose? I don't get it. I don't get it. Can that be our sign off from now on? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Two Nerds and a Guy. Go put yourself in lava. Dude, I would really or, I would absolutely. really appreciate like everyone taking a twist on like all of these great stories. Because they still are great stories, but then mm. to make the bad guys win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Lord of the Rings, yeah. I want to see the orcs fucking just destroy everything you know well actually uh but then i want to see them then i want to see them like at the end like when it's all over like oh that's done and they're just like bored you know like yeah actually like nothing uh, to do in 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 the silmarillion uh morgoth wins for a while like oh that's all right he 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 rules he rules middle earth for like thousands of years oh okay yeah um and yeah he kind of gets bored and gets complacent and then uh he's like shit changes like Napoleon. up <laughs> a little bit yeah. um yeah so i'm i'm gonna introduce something to you dave but i'm not gonna tell you a story i'm just i'm, I'm curious to like talk to you about something because mm. uh there's a theme in the silmarillion and the lord of the rings and the hobbit that like i think is really interesting because of tolkien and I wanted to know what you thought about it, actually. And Dirk, too. You're, you're involved in this. So um, we talked about dwarves. We talked about elves. We talked about gods. But we haven't talked about men. And men... And that's what we are. Yeah, we're <laughs> fucking men, man. And there's, like, a lot of mystery Speak around for men yourself. in this... <laughs> All right. We're, we're two men and a eunuch. And we... A eunuch with a great beard. There, there's a lot of Would like you fuck me? talk. <laughs> I'd fuck. I'd fuck me. <laughs> um, in the Silmarillion about men, and uh, I don't know. So here's the thing: dwarves. Uh, dwarves don't really matter. They were like an afterthought, uh, right? Fuck the dwarves. <laughs> and I know you fucking hate them. Yep. Um, elves were made with the intention that they're going to live until the end of time, right? Right. Um, and so when they die, you know, they chill out in like the halls of the dead for a while and then they can eventually come back if they want to. Right. Men die. Right. And they're the only race that was conceived of by, uh, Eru that dies. But they love. Well, (laughs) so, okay. There's a couple quotes that I just want you to like listen to with me and think about for a second. Cause, cause Tolkien gets like really fucking deep about this shit and describes it in a few different ways, and it hits me, and I want to know if it hits you too. So, <clears throat> uh, there's a scene at the beginning of the book where um, Iru is talking about making men, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, "The elves shall be the fairest of all earthly creatures, but they shall have 
and shall conceive and bring forth more beauty than all my children, and they shall have the greater bliss in this world. So elves can procreate? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he, they're talking about more than just procreation, oh, okay. just right. all, all things, but whatever. Right. But, but to men, I will give a new gift. Therefore, he willed that the hearts of men should seek beyond the world and should find no rest in the world but they should have a virtue to shape their life amid the powers and chances of the world. Mm -hmm. And then he says, but Eru knew that men being set amid the turmoils and the powers of the world would stray often and move around and would not use their gifts given to them in harmony. He knew they were going to be, uh, they would do whatever they wanted. Right. Free will. Right. Exactly. They weren't going to look for like, the best move like the elves are going to do. Right. Um, death is their fate. The, uh, the gift of Eru, which as time wears, even the powers shall envy. Mm-hmm. But Melkor has cast a shadow upon it and confounded it with darkness and brought forth evil out of good and fear out of hope. So that's just one of many quotes he says about men. And, Men are like the the most interesting to me and the most uh, flawed group of people because there's a giant war at the end of kind of the book where um, they finally kick Melkor out of Middle-earth and he's like put in a prison forever, basically. Okay. And the only group of people in all of Middle-earth that rise up to, to have the final fight with him are the men. Is man. Right. Because they're the ones with the creative motivation to, like, fucking go for it. Right. They're the ones who they seek glory. Elves don't seek glory. They don't give a shit they're about selfish. glory. They, well, no. They, they know they're going to live forever. Right. They're, they're, self, they're self-interested. And yes. They, they're self-interested. And they're also interested about the movements of the world, right. the earth. Men only care about themselves because they die. Right. What do you think about that? I agree with that. He moves it into the book itself. No, I agree with that. I think I think he's just writing that from like first person, you know? It's just like he's gi- yeah. he's given all these guys all these other things special powers where men don't have special powers. They're just they're just men, you know? Yeah. Like yeah, they can create, they can they can think, you know, but they yeah. can't fucking live forever or they can't fly or, you know, you know. Yeah. So they don't have super strengths. Yeah. Uh-huh. But as like United, like when like it, this is all goes back to, like all the movies do the same thing and all this stuff. Is that like when you unite and and you're fighting for the good cause, it's kinda like you prevail, right? And he gives yeah. and he gives him and he gives him that power of free will because it's like like you said, it's like these other guys, you know what they're gonna be like. With with men they're either gonna go bad or then yeah, it's good. unpredictable. But mm. in the most in most things, you're gonna go good. I mean, that just seems that way, right? Well, they they the interesting thing is that Iru, the the god right. uh, of gods, it, he never explains why men die, mm-hmm. um, and not even the lesser gods know why. Mm-hmm. He like only God knows why. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't tell men. Men don't know why. And actually, one of the greatest wars in the the history of this mythology happens because men 
jealous. Don't know why they die. Okay. Yeah, they get jealous. Yeah. They they look towards uh, uh, the the Grey Havens and say, "Look, these elves. They live forever, yeah. and uh, they have a, a city that has lasted forever. Why can't we have They're that?" They're like the Swedes. They're all pretty and stuff. You know? Yeah, exactly. They're, yeah. they're fucking gorgeous. Live, We're just a bunch of they live longer disgusting... than Americans because they're all healthy. <laughs> they eat more caviar. It just works out that way. But no, Americans, so they're like Americans are just like, oh, I'm fat, but we're great at war. <laughs> exactly. And the Swedes are like, oh, don't look at us. We're too free. <laughs> we live forever, by the way. You should be socialist. <laughs> but yeah, so men are looking at these elves, these Swedes, and they're like, oh, like, why can't we have that? Why didn't we get life forever? Why do we die? Right. And why do, why are we forced into this, like, fear? Um, and the gods actually send a messenger back because they're the men are, like, on their way to go out there. Mm-hmm. And they say, you can come out here. You can see this world. But you're still going to die. It's just the way it is. And we can't change that. Um, and you can come and live amongst the immortals, but you will still die. It's just... That's just the way it is. Suck it up. The plan. Yeah. Yeah. And so in response to that, um, they decide, well, if we die, then I need to fucking live it up. Right. And so they start becoming kings. They start amassing wealth. They start having parties. They start defending themselves against everybody else so they can be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And the elves are kind of like, well, that's selfish, but it's because the elves can't understand what it is like to have a finite amount of time. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. They always call it the, they always call it the the gift of death. They call it the gift of death. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I've been thinking about that for so long. And I think what it means is, because we have a finite amount of time. I'm getting really fucking deep for this comedy podcast, guys. Everyone is crying. He's crying. I'm crying. Dirk, edit that out. I think what okay. they mean is because if we didn't ever die, right? You have nothing to appreciate. We would, you don't appreciate it. We would never be pushed to accomplish the great deeds that men accomplish. Right. Meh. We we would get around to it maybe right, right? Yeah. no no go ahead no bullshit. what do you think dirk go ahead. Uh, it's total bullshit Dude, you're totally that's... shitting on ricky's fucking shit man well he's wrong <laughs> but but doesn't doesn't the the risk of death like motivate great valor sure it does no because I, otherwise it's like whatever if i die i die i'll be back uh, later uh, i mean we don't you don't know you don't know why people do things that are like quote unquote courageous, but that's, that's like kind of circular reasoning, right? Cause things are only courageous cause you can die doing them. So like if you couldn't die, then you would do a lot of shit that would normally be called courageous. It just wouldn't, there wouldn't be any risk attached to it anyway. But anyway, elves so what, can still die so in battle think? and shit. So that's like, that's like non sequitur. Yeah, but, but they, they return to the halls of Mandos and then they right. are given bodies again later. Right, right, right. So men don't know what happens. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you on that. I, I guess yeah. my point is just that, like, it's all of this is, from my perspective, definitely a part, just just a piece of the like collective uh, uh, myth that human beings tell themselves to make themselves feel better about dying. 
<laughs> it's it's like let's make this sound really fucking good. Like it's like the best thing in the world. Fuck that. I'd much rather live to be a thousand years old. There's no way. <laughs> I would I'm are you kidding me? Not a chance. And there are so many people there are so many, so many people that are like they know they know they have like, you know, 60 80 years tops on the planet and what are they and they don't do shit <laughs> that's true i i th- i think tolkien tolkien's point is because we have death because we die um we're moved to do things at a quicker rate than we normally would be maybe and and we are more susceptible to things so for example, the allegory of men betraying men all over the place in Lord of the Rings and in the Similarian is like definitely because we're afraid and Melkor shows up and he's like, I can give you power. He's like, great, let's do this. Whereas elves are like, you're evil and I can tell, so pass. Also also worth noting, uh, just to throw a wrench into my own argument, is that <laughs> Tolkien fucking fought through world war one like he and, was in the end was, was a code breaker trenches. in world war two yeah so his perspective on death is probably a little bit different than mine <laughs> I think he, <laughs> I think, yeah probably i i would yeah i would venture to say he has a maybe a slightly more realistic uh apprehension of what it <laughs> what it what it means to be on the brink of death so yeah there's that yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just find it a fitting uh, allegory for why people in real life are the way they are. Um, yeah, I, no, I, think, don't, I think that is true. Actually. And, I, and I think that the mythology that he's created has a lot of credence to it because of those kind of things. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, thank you, Hulk, for <laughs> the use of your track Blooper Reeling for our theme song off the album World 1 2, licensed by Brave Wave. You can find more from Hulk at Hulk. Hulk. Lord Bandcamp. of Recordings, wielder of the digital.com. <laughs> and you can download the album at store.bravewave.com. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and blah, 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 blah. You can find us if you Google us on Facebook and Twitter and all that horseshit. Please leave us a review because it'll make us better. And um, I'm going to put you both in lava. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We'll see you next time on Two Nerds and a Guy from Long Island. Can we just for a second... Uh, Steve really went above and beyond. He woke up at like 4 a.m. to go to school to, to use a, a, an office so he could talk for 45 minutes about Lord of the Rings with his buddies. I love him for that. So funny. I do too. He's a keeper. He's a keeper. <laughs>